Hello and welcome back to Let's Get Real with Vicky. So today we're going to talk about pizza, sex, and money. Are you already asking your squ- yourself like, what in the world is this woman talking about? Pete's, pizza, sex, and money. Okay, so let me set it up for you first. I was listening to a book, and one of the things that she talked about is pizza, sex, and money. And I thought at first, who is this person, and why are they talking about pizza, sex, and money? And the gist of it is that we all talk about how much we love pizza, right? Like, you have your favorite go-to pizza, you want to eat that pizza all the time, that when someone says, what kind of pizza do you want, you're going to know, right? Or maybe you're feeling in a different mood for a different type of pizza. Okay, so we all freely talk about pizza, right? That's no big deal. You could put a post on social media, you could text someone in your life, hey, what kind of pizza do you want tonight, right? No big deal. There's no faux pas around speaking about pizza. So let's talk about sex. So I found myself sitting around with a bunch of girlfriends and usually at some point the topic is going to come up or a joke is going to be made or something's going to be said that's in a way of talking about sex, right? We've all done it. Now, I've not been part of a guy's group that sits around and talks about sex, so I can't tell you what happens on the male side. But from the female perspective, it's something typically gets brought up in a casual conversation with your girlfriends, and sex is usually brought up. You usually talk about pizza, you talk about sex. Now let's talk about money. No one talks about money. Not openly. Okay, wait a minute. Let me re-clarify that. There are several women that I know or men that I know that will bring up money. But you don't just sit around talking about, oh my gosh, I personally am struggling with money. Or, oh my gosh, I hit it big this month. We as women, I don't know how the male species is, but we as women were taught at a very early age, at least in my era, that you just don't talk about money. If you've got a lot of money, you don't talk about it. If you have no money, you darn sure don't talk about it. Money is just not something that you speak openly in public about or in a even a small setting. I can't ever tell you one time I was out with my girlfriends and we just sat around and talked about money. It just doesn't happen, right? Why is that? Why are we so open to talk about food, so open to talk about sex in certain settings, and yet money's never talked about? It's just not. So here's my take on it. Pizza's great. Food is great. It's comfortable. It's safe. Everybody has to eat. Sex is still in the closet for a lot of people. 
but in the certain settings, no problem talking about it. But money, money is not something that you sit around and talk about, oh my gosh, this month was our killer month and this is what I did and this is how I did it. Now, there are lots of women who do, but there are still a lot of women who that is a very uncomfortable situation. It's an uncomfortable topic. It's more uncomfortable than talking about sex for a lot of people, for a lot of women. See, there's such a thing as good debt and bad debt. And I just had this conversation with a bunch of girlfriends the other night. And there's good debt, there's bad debt. And if you're in business, you need good debt. You can't be debt free in business. Okay, I know some of you are probably like, yes, you can be, but you truly can't be. If you're ever to totally debt free, how are you building your credit, right? So I once heard this scenario put to me by a very, very smart, smart man who was talking to me about credit card debt. And he said, if you are not trying to build your credit, pay off all your debt and run debt free. But if you are still trying to build credit, get your score up, get it to where you want it to be, then you need to be in the 10%, 20, 30, and 40% area of your life in your credit card debt. And I was like, okay, tell me more. But I thought it was always pay with cash, or be debt-free, pay with cash and be debt-free. And that's how it used to be, but it's not any longer. See, banks wanna see that you're using their money and giving back the money in a timely fashion. And if you have, for instance, say a $10,000 credit limit and your balance is $9,000, they consider that you're high risk because you're having to use their money all the time. If you keep an active balance and you're always paying down that balance between 10 and 40%, yes, you have available credit, but you're making active purchases and you're paying it off. You're showing the bank that I've made a purchase, I can afford to pay it off or, or what have you. So I'll set up a good scenario. Um, I was with my daughter one day and my son, and um, I don't remember which one, to be totally honest, but I've had the conversation with both of them. And the question was, well, I pay all my credit card. Oh, it was my son. Now I know who it was. It was my son. So he says, Mom, my credit score went down. I'm like, what do you mean your credit score went down? How could it have gone down? So we had to do some research into it, and I had to call my my friendly go-to numbers person, and I was just like, hey, why is his credit score going down? Like, he has a credit card, but he has no debt, and he hasn't been paying, I mean, like, he has never missed a payment. Why? And it's because he was paying, he would charge up that month, and if, say, it was $250, he was paying it off before the bill had time to cycle. Now, in Trenton's brain, it was, well, if it cycles, I have to pay interest. But if he didn't have anything on there, there was no way for anyone in the financial world to see 
He bought something and he paid for it. He bought something and he paid for it. All he was doing was buying it with other people's money and then paying it off with his money before it had a chance to cycle and there was no true credit history, not payment history. There's a difference. There's no true credit history because he couldn't, it wasn't leaving a balance on there at all. So in one aspect, I'm like, you go. But in the other aspect, I'm like, that's why. Because when it was cycling, the bank was looking at he's not using any of it and paying it off. Even if it was $5, there was no cycle to that bill. So he has all this $10,000 or how many ever thousands sitting there ready to be used. And at any time he could run that line of credit up, it wasn't establishing a payment history, which then in turn affected your credit. Now, you may not agree with what I'm saying, and that is totally okay. But if you're a business owner, please go and do your research on the 10, 20, 30% of your credit cards and how that impacts you. Because it truly does. If you don't have a credit history and you don't have a payment history, the two go hand in hand, but they're completely separate. At least in my world, in what I think, in my philosophy. So back to this book. So this book was talking about how we should definitely be talking more about money. The good, the bad, the ugly, right? So I remember that morning putting out a post on my social media that I love pizza, I love sex, and I love money. There's nothing wrong with saying you love money. Now, my error growing up, you didn't say that. You never said that because then it was a sign of greed. It was a sign of being boisterous about your financial standing. But it's not like that any longer. There's nothing wrong with saying, I love money. It's what you do with that money that makes a difference. Now, there are people in our world that will absolutely talk about money in a span of it's it's to the point where they're looking greedy or they look and we're talking like multimillionaires no one that I know does this so if you're thinking she's talking about me I'm absolutely not I'm talking about if you look at our media if you look at our social media if you look at our, any form of media you will find someone who all they want to do is boast about privilege there's a difference um if you are out there to teach and train women about money you go girl like hats off to you it is not my forte it's not where i live but you go for it but if you're out there being that person that has to showboat money that's a difference i think showboating so if you're showboating money that's different than say i love money and I'll be honest right now, I love to shop. I love money. And I have to sometimes pull myself back a little bit and go, wait girl, you can't be doing all that shopping. I'm the queen of credit cards. I got that. And I've had to do a lot of work on why am I the queen of credit cards? Is that a bad title? Well, it's not a, it's not a most positive thought either. I think it's because growing up and even in my 20s being married because 
you guys, I've been married in a couple of months. It will be 33 years. And in 33 years of marriage, there were so many ups and downs and backs and forths. And the one constant that's always been in our marriage has been money. And growing up, I didn't have money. Being in foster care, I didn't have money. People thought I had money, but I didn't have no money, guys. Going into being married at the age of 17, I didn't have no money. In my 20s, I didn't have no money. And it's not that I have money now, but it's that I've tried to set my husband and I up in these last 33 years to where when we get to this point in our life, that if we need a credit card, we can get it. If we want a credit card, if we want it, we get it. I love borrowing other people's money when it comes to interest-free. And I've tried to instill in my children the same thing. So for me, talking about money is still very uncomfortable. And I would hope that I could get to the point where being comfortable talking about money is there. But it's, it's not yet. And I'm working on it. It's definitely something that's a money block for me. And I definitely want to work on it. So I'm going to leave you at this point with all over the thought, all over the board thoughts that I've had with you. That I love pizza. Girl, I, I, can, I can smack down on some good pizza. And I do love money. But I want it to be a healthy relationship with money. So, find somebody that you can always depend on to talk to you about the financial side of things. Talk to you about money. And learn to love money. And go after your wildest, biggest dreams. And learn to love it. So, until next time, let's get real with Vicki. I'll talk to you later.